around the Department of Defense. This is your Daily News Brief. Welcome, neighbor. I'm Navy Petty Officer James Bliley. Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan welcomed two foreign defense leaders in the Pentagon Monday to discuss maintaining strong alliances in the Indo-Pacific region. South Korean Defense Minister John Kyung-do met with Shanahan to tackle denuclearization and peace on the Korean Peninsula. Philippine Defense Secretary Delfin Lorenzana noted how the alliance between the Philippines and the United States has remained strong in a continuously evolving environment because of the two countries' commitment to working closely with one another. Both allies are key to maintaining strategic stability in the Indo-Pacific region, Shanahan said. To learn more about the United States' relationship with these two countries and their importance, visit defense.gov. U.S. Special Operations Command is under new management. Army General Raymond A. Thomas III passed command of SOCOM to Army General Richard D. Clark Jr. during a ceremony in Tampa, Florida. But do you know what sets this command apart from other combatant commands? Most perceptions of special operations form from watching movies like American Sniper, Zero Dark Thirty, or Black Hawk Down. There's some truth to those movies, but the command is far more. Here's what you should know. The command was formed after the failure of Operation Eagle Claw, a mission to rescue the American hostages in Iran, in April 1980. Eight American special operations personnel died in the effort. A study faulted a lack of cooperation among the forces. This led to the Goldwater-Nichols Act of 1987 and on April 16, 1987, the establishment of Special Operations Command. August 25, 1972 dawned hot and muggy in Vietnam. Navy pilot Lieutenant John Jack Ench wasn't worried when he received his mission of an early evening MiG combat air patrol over North Vietnam. After 284 missions, how could he be? But that day, the unthinkable happened. As Jack and his pilot soared over the beach south of Haiphong, they were greeted by a series of surface-to-air missiles. They turned and bobbed and weaved, trying desperately to escape the inescapable. I had my hand up in a handhold like this to pull myself up from the G's we were pulling, and then all of a sudden, I had this huge explosion and everything, and, and one of the SAMs went off right over the cockpit. I said, oh my God, no. So I reached down my good hand and ejected us both out of the airplane. Jack ejected from his aircraft, battered and bruised, and was taken to a prisoner of war camp upon landing, leaving his wife Kathy and their three daughters alone for a year. He was one of the last groups of POWs to return home after the Vietnam War. And I knew immediately what it was, the black car. And all they could tell me that, that night was that the plane went down and they had seen two shoots and that Jack's status was missing in action. One minute you're thinking, well, I'll never see him again. What am I going to do with my life? What's the future? That, what am I going to do with these children? That kind of thing. And then the next minute I'm thinking, oh no, he'll make it. I know he's going to make it. And I finally said to myself, as far as I'm concerned, Jack is alive until the Navy tells me he's dead. Watch Jack and Kathy's story and other stories about your military on defense.gov. And that's your DOD News Brief. I'm Navy Petty Officer James Bliley. You can find more stories about your military at defense.gov and by using hashtag KnowYourMill.